Cape Town, South Africa on June 2, 2020. A 37-year-old man and his friend were taking a late evening stroll on Galvendale Street when they were approached by two people. When one of the men shot the 37-year-old man dead, the dead man's friend ran away and was shot in the back. He survived. Sergeant Nolios Noloi Iso that's a, that's a hard one to say. Here's a better last name here. Rexana. So Nolioso Rexwana. A police spokesperson said, quote, They had a short conversation when suddenly the suspect known as Rickus Rocky Rambo pulled out a firearm from under his shirt and fired several shots at them. Rickus Rocky Rambo and his unknown co-accused fled the crime scene on foot. Unquote. I'm not 100%, but I think it's obvious. The two victims said something like, You know, wearing that flag on that jacket, looking the way you do, you're asking for trouble around here, friend. We don't want guys like you in this town. Drifters. Next thing we know, we got a whole bunch of you guys. Just like you in this town. Ah, that's Rambo First Blood. Good movie. And if I learned anything from the movie series Rambo, it's you don't fuck with a man named Rambo. Because deep down in the heart is some caged hate. And nine times out of ten, they'll let that fucking hate out. Cape Town Police is currently searching for Rickus Rocky Rambo. But as Colonel Trotman has said, quote, You're not hunting him. He's hunting you. As always, I'm Ryan the Fever, and this is Requiem for a Murder. Now, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is hop on Apple Podcast, Give us a five-star review. You know, say something nice. Like, mm, I love it when you get so deep in my ears with all them murder talks. You know, something like that. Or whatever. You come up with it. You tell us what you're thinking. And if you want to go the extra step in supporting the show, helping us provide you with better quality content, go to patreon.com forward slash requiem for a murder. You can find a few options there to help support us. Again, it'll free us up, help us on... Focusing on what really matters. Getting deep in your ears. So this week, if you like 80s and 90s action movies, then boy do we have a special treat for you. Specifically, the Rambo movies. As you might have guessed by now, the man we're crossing off our hit list this week is a 28-year-old man, 25 years old at the time of the events, from Hong Kong. And Mr. Why Nam Kam. So Mr. Kam moved to Canada after high school. Kam's father was an engineer and his mother was a teacher. He has one older brother and one young sister. His family seems to be normal, doing well. Mr. Kam has said that his sister has trouble studying in college. We all know why. We were all, or maybe still are, or know somebody who's 
18 to 22 at this point, going to college. A whole lot of partying and a whole lot of fucking takes up 80% of the time in college. It's a known fact. I believe I read it right here because I wrote it down. So it must be true. I don't think I'd lie to myself. I just, I mean, I do all the time, I guess. His father, not only being an engineer, was a huge, huge fucking fan of Sylvester Stallone. Such a big fan that his father named him his son. Rocky Rambo, why nom? But why nom? Why? Why nom? No, his, his, his middle name, I think, is what it was. Is why nom? Why nom is Chinese, obviously, and it means powerful male. So Rocky Rambo, why nom com? That's a fucking name to live up to. I mean, and Rocky Rambo, he wasn't living up to it. No, he wasn't. I mean, you take one look at him. He's slumpy. He's nerdy. Just overall weak looking, which is cool. Now, I'm not trying to hate on you if you don't like to go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a while. Um, you know, if, you, if you're scrawny, it's, it's whatever. If you're nerdy, it doesn't matter. You be you. But with a name like Rocky Rambo, fucking get some testosterone injections. Hit the fucking gym. Every day, you got to live up to it. You have no choice at this point. So he definitely, he doesn't look like a Rocky Balboa. Oh, yeah, I mix those. He doesn't look like a Rocky Balboa or a Rambo. No. And he definitely doesn't look like a powerful male. But eventually, for a moment in time, he'll make himself a powerful male. Now I'm having trouble deciding what we should call him throughout this podcast. Rocky Rambo, Rambo, Rocky, Hawaii Nam, or just come. I, I just don't think he deserves the title of Rocky or Rambo. Maybe Nerdo, Nerdy, uh, maybe, maybe all of them, maybe an a la carte pick and choosing depending on the situation. However, listen to this as Mr. Rocky Rambo I Nam come tells you how he feels about what we should call him. Um, for the benefit of my little recorder there, we, we should do it both, Rocky. 92, August. 82. 92. 92. August 92. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and your full name, Rocky Ramble Way Nam Cam. Yes. Yeah, you're laughing. Why are you laughing? I don't like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't like all of the names or some of the names? Rocky Rambo. Do you know Rocky Rambo? Well, I, yeah, I know... Hey, Rocky Rambo, yeah. You don't like Rocky Rambo, do you? Not much, no. no. <laughs> Is that the, the, but that's obviously the name that your parents gave you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kiss, I mean. Huh? Kiss, Kiss, I mean. Yeah. So, well. Oh, well. <laughs> no. Well, but everyone could, you know, after they know my name, they, they could straight know me. <laughs> like Rocky Rambo. Who? Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, when you meet people, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, Rocky Rambo. Do you know Rocky Rambo? Oh, sure. Yeah, that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Kids are mean, Rocky Rambo. But 
that doesn't give you an excuse, does it? So he wasn't fond of the name. So maybe it's a big fuck you. Out of all those options, we will call him Rocky Rambo most of all. Well, Rocky Rambo attended college for economics at the University of Calgary. After college, Rocky moved to Vancouver to pursue a career. But according to him, jobs were hard to come by, which might have led to his stance on his economics degree, which he laughed at and found to be just not important. His roommate on Granville Street said Rocky was looking for a job in economics, which he he could be as a financial planner, accountant, investment analysis, banking. I mean, there was multiple jobs in the financial sector for someone with that degree, but Rocky had no luck. Sometimes Rocky would work with his roommate, Norton, moving furniture. But mostly, Norton would say that Rocky was living off his savings. He also, Rocky also told Norton he played video games for money. Rocky Rambo said that in Hong Kong, he made a name for himself in the video game world. Rocky loved video games. It's pretty much all he did. He would play for 15 hours a day. And maybe he did make money playing video games. How else could he afford a $7 orange? That's right. He goes in an interview where he talks about buying a $7 fucking orange. And either this dude is full of shit or his prescription glasses need adjusted because it said one. He thought it said seven and he paid seven. And the cashier was like, oh, fuck it. I'll take a tip. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. Rocky Rambo said this orange. It must have been special. <laughs> yeah, it must have, Rocky. Because I don't know about you, but for $7, that orange better... Oh, it better, it better suck me off. Which at that point, I'm not eating this orange. Because I'm not into citrus snowballs. Just not my thing. Pickle snowballs. Now nah, it's a different story. And for another podcast. But I'm pretty sure... He was mainly living off of mommy and daddy's money. His dad was an engineer, like we said. And even Rocky Rambo, he couldn't tell you what kind of engineer he was. And his mom, she was retired. But he did say he got money from his parents, that they were paying his rent. I bet they'd be pretty pissed if they knew fucking Rocky was spending $7 on a fucking orange, man. I mean, who wouldn't it be? According to Norton, Rocky was a loner, never had any visitors or friends, and his family never visited. He never saw him doing anything unusual, never saw him on drugs, but that he did seem depressed. And of course he's depressed. I just see him down in the, down in the basement, playing video games 15 hours a day, eating his fucking $7 orange, just all alone in the dark. Maybe an occasional jerk session. Probably once every hour to keep him going. I mean, I mean that's why he got the orange. Give him a little, give him a little pep, you know. And I think this is just my opinion. If we would have let things play out, we could have seen Hong Kong Rocky become serial. I mean, he seems a little, a little twisted. On September thirteenth, Hong Kong Rocky. Purchased a hatchet, gloves, and a baseball hat from the Canadian Tire. I know what you're thinking. What the fuck is a tire store selling hatches for? Nah. Canadian Tire is Canada's top department store. In fact, I was reading another story where... I can't remember. Now, this was yesterday, and I've already forgot who the story was on. But it wasn't really real recent, you know. But dude bought a knife, 
from Canadian Tire and kill some people. So apparently, this is the place to go to get a murder weapon. So he bought a hatchet, gloves, and a baseball hat. But what for? I kind of gave that away. But on 26 September 2017, Rocky Rambo is walking in the Marpole. Marpole? It is Canada. Is this French? Canadian? Canadianaria? So would it be Marpole? Oh, oh, oh. it's Marpole. Oui. So he saw 64-year-old Ma Jones, an occupational therapist, getting out of her car, going into her house with some groceries. Rocky noticed the trunk was still open, so he hid behind a tree, got out of his gloves, and hatchet from his backpack, and waited for Ma Jones. Second trip of groceries. As Ma went inside, Rocky forced his way into the Jones house, hatchet in hand, and a knife in the other hand. He charged like a way nom, but also like a fucking coward, and I attacked her. From suffered blunt trauma. Rocky had a hatchet and a knife, so maybe it was from the backside of the hatchet. I don't know. I'm speculating. Ma Jones did fight back. She scratched his face during the struggle. Good for fucking her. But she's old. Rocky's got a little energy from that orange. Rocky dragged her to the kitchen and slit her throat. She might have already been dead at this point, or at least unconscious. As Rocky said, he slit her throat to make sure, to make sure she was dead indeed. Richard Jones, 68, not as agile as Ma. He uses a walker, dude's old, enters the kitchen at some point after this. Rocky attacks him, stabbing him, slashing him more than a hundred times, a hundred fucking times. That sounds like some pinup aggression shit to me. At one point, the interrogator asked R. Rambo, about Richard Jones, apparently. And I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but apparently Richard could be a bit of a dick. She asked our Rambo if Richard was a dick to him, and I believe Rocky said, Oh, I have nothing to say. The hundred stabbings and slashings weren't enough, though, as Rocky took the hatchet and chopped at his neck. Rocky later would say at the trial about the attack on Mr. Jones that he wondered, quote, why wasn't he dying? Rocky then dragged the bodies to the bathroom and into the shower, turning on the water and leaving it running. Rocky must have worked up an appetite because at some point, he got into the fridge, drank some milk, and ate a peach. I could, I could eat a peach for hours. Calm down. Murder is hard. <laughs> Murder is probably hard work. Rocky then took Moss keys to her Kia Soul and left, taking a moment to remain hidden from a woman walking by outside. Then Rocky got in the car, drove around, parked a few blocks away. He changed the clothes, threw those bloody clothes, and other things away in the trash bin. The next day, September 27th, when Ma Jones didn't show up to work at the GF Strong Rehabilitation Center, Ma's co-worker, Anthony Purcell, was concerned and decided to check up on her. 
Upon arriving, he saw two weapons. One, a bloody fucking hatchet and a knife. Hong Kong Rambi, Hong Kong Rambo is a lazy Rambo. Why ditch some of the stuff, but not all of it? I mean, it's not like he went great depths to get rid of it. I mean, he drove a few blocks and then just throw it in the trash bin, but why not get rid of all of it? Uh, but that's what he did. Purcell rang the doorbell twice, but there was no answer. He then went around back where he saw bloody footprints on the back steps and the door open. He went in out of bravery, stupidity, or just general concern for his friend and co-worker. Upon entering, he said he saw, quote, In the kitchen were signs of an obvious, horrific fight. There was a lot of blood. There was obvious signs of struggles. You could see marks in the blood on the floor, splatters of blood on the cupboards, unquote. Purcell was like, man, fuck this. And rightfully so, he bolted, left the home, and immediately called the police. Leading up to the arrest, the motherfucking hatchet. That's right. The bloody hatchet the police found had a serial number on it. They were able to trace that number back to the Canadian Tire. The Canadians are doing some real police work here. They pull up the surveillance footage, and what, oh, what, or who do they see? But Rocky Rambo motherfucking Wynomcom buying the hatchet, gloves, and baseball hat at the Canadian Tire. The police also acquired security cam footage from the neighborhood that placed Rocky in the area during the time of the attack. So they're just getting some blocks, and they're building that shit. After this, it didn't take too long for the police to put things together and track down the lazy Rambo. And on November 6, 2017, the police arrested Rocky Rambo outside his home. During his arrest, the police took his fucking glasses, which he complained about during the... Oh, I can't see. You don't need to see shit, Rocky. Just sit there. Shut the fuck up until we tell you to talk. During the interrogation after the arrest, the police found traces of blood on his glasses. And then Rocky was informed they were obtaining a search warrant to his apartment. And here we have Rocky Rambo talking about the arrest and his thoughts on the search on this interrogation clip. Unless I say, I, I, I haven't had any interaction with them. So I've had quite a bit of interaction with the police today. Yeah, yeah. And okay, huh? Well, uh, not, not so okay, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished, uh, I take my bath, I'm going out to buy new pants, new shoes, I'm waiting for bus stop, and two guys, and then two guys come here, I, I, I thought they were waiting for bus, and then a guy come here, oh, I thought he was going to run, so I go up, and, uh, and then they grab me, <laughs> and, well, and they say that they have police, but how do I know? <laughs> yeah, right. I do you believe know. him now? It, 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 uh, yeah, funny. Yeah, I, know. I hear it all the time. I don't know. Maybe they, sh I don't know. The TV, they show their bash first. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they just grab. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, they're the angst. Actually, I thought someone is trying to harm me, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Three people trying to grab me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Did you see the uniform policeman there? No. Not at all? No. Oh, there was a few there. No, I don't see any. Oh. Yeah, just rather very casual. Right. Yeah, casual. And then they just grabbed me. 
I was uh, I trying to uh, play my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, they were the real thing, and here you are. I don't know. <laughs> if they want to arrest you, why don't, why don't they, I don't know, came to the house? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons, right? Robert? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine why? I don't. I can't. I don't know why. But well, mostly because they're they're um, getting a search warrant today for your house. Oh. Yeah. They're going to be searching your house. Maybe they're searching it already. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's most certain. <laughs> yeah. Most what? Certainly. Mm. They, they, of course they are. <laughs> most certainly. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what they're doing there. Yeah, right. Uh, just some. That seems to shock you a little bit. No, I just realized well, every man has something big. What a high anyway. Sure. Like Fucking sex doll. Porn. <laughs> oh, porn? porn? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, don't worry about that. Everybody has. Porn in their house. Yeah, but I know that, and I, I, I sure know they, they won't do anything about that. But, uh, Is there any porn on, on there that you're worried about? Mm, what do you mean? Well, sometimes there's pornography, and then there's illegal pornography. Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know much about that, Lord. Why is it so no, funny? Well, Rocky? pornography so, that involves children. There's pornography that involves um, bodily harm, which means uh, someone is being cut or hurt really badly. He looks like that he's really like thinking about this. Clearly, he didn't have that kind like of porn. That. No. No. Okay. So he, yeah, he he clearly didn't have that kind of porn, but he crosses his arms, he looks up, it's like searching, thinking, like. Like he just he didn't know there was that that kind of porn existed. It looked like he he was missing out. He's like, you mean there's porn out there where they just like cut each other up and <clears throat> they're just oh yeah he's he's an odd one. So you can easily you can easily find these uh, just so you know these police inter interrogation videos. And let me tell you, there's a lot of eating. A lot of fucking honey potting. It's a three-parter. You can find it all in one part, but it's it's nine hours long. And if you want to have a fun drinking game, split it up. Three separate nights or four with friends. And every time he says, Oh, I, I have nothing to say. Take a drink. You're going to get so fucked up. Trust me. Thank me later. If you're puking ever, everywhere, don't blame it on me. I warned you. And then Terry could ask Rocky about buying the hatchet. Listen to that. Okay, Rocky, well, let me carry on. These, by the way, are, are not the, um, this isn't the one that was at the scene. We went and bought another one. Um, what's covered up here? I'm going to show you in another photograph. That's the receipt for your purchase.
well, I'm going to have to dig around for it somehow. Um, but that's not the one we found at the scene. What's underneath of here, Rocky, is a serial number. So what our investigators did, because this was left at the scene, not this one, but the one that you used. And there was a serial number on that, which is what led us to you. So then we went back and found this purchase, and we have your face at the till. Uh, buying that hatchet and that hat and those gloves. Mean anything to you? Why did you buy those things? I'll tell you what I'd like to know is that these things were purchased on the 13th of September. You didn't use them for two weeks later. How come you bought those things? Did you know it was going to go so bad once you went inside? Maybe you didn't intend to have happen what happened. I don't know. If things just went really grossly bad and not your intention whatsoever, then I'd like to hear about that. What did you want out of there? I don't want to talk about it. Painful. Without my love, if you're not the lawyer. Pardon me? What? What did you say? I don't want to talk about it. Well, what I'm going to do, Rocky, is I'm going to go and get the video so that you can rest your mind that I'm telling you the truth. Now, I've told you that I know you went shopping on the 13th of uh, September and that I have your image, your face, buying these things, and I have the receipt. So, like I said, the interrogation goes on for nine hours, and Rocky doesn't say much. Occasionally he talks, but mostly he laughs and says, I have nothing to say. One thing I notice is how much his body language changes, though, throughout the interrogation. Like, you can see the oh shit, puckered butthole factor really kick in. Nervous moves, more nervous laughter, how all the evidence and honeypotting is really getting to him. Especially about after six hours in, when they take him out of the room, and when he comes back in, they have all the crime scene photos spread out on the wall. So he has really no choice to look at them. And you can see, you can really see that that shit gets to him. But I mean, nine hours of I have nothing to say. Is, there's, like I said, there's spurts of him talking. But most of it is just him being silent. I have nothing to say. And I mean, you know, you, you always hear... If you get arrested, don't don't really say nothing without a lawyer. Don't talk. The less you say, the less they have against you. But if they're like, how did you, why did you kill this person? And you say, I have nothing to say. Or I don't want to talk about that. 
you know in a horror movie when the victim is is being chased by the killer and they run up the stairs and and you're yelling you're yelling at the tv screen no bitch don't run up the stairs there's nowhere to go up there he gonna fucking he gonna motherfucking kill you it's the same thing here i i know i literally yelled at the screen besides hey just say something man i literally yelled at the screen yo motherfucker just say it just say it you did it i mean and he's got this look he looks like he's about to break down crying during some of this then he says i have nothing to say and sometimes when they when she asks him like did you know that tonight was going to go that night was going to go as bad as it did and he kind of like looks off the side shrugs his shoulder a little bit cans his head to the back to the side and like shakes it a little bit like like yeah i kind of knew you know, it's that kind of body language that's going on there. I mean, what a fucking asshole, though. I mean, if it wasn't for the DNA evidence, I mean, looking at this dude, I would think he's wrongly convicted just looking at him. I mean, besides some of the shit he does. But, I mean, sometimes you're just like, man, is he in the bad, in bad situation here? Language barrier? And he just fucking doesn't know how to be like, yo, I didn't do it, man. And he just keeps digging himself deeper. But they have DNA evidence. But again, even though he doesn't look like it, there's an old saying, never judge a mixtape by the cover, right? So don't do it. And about seven hours in to interrogation, the investigator leaves. He's left all alone. And you can just see him looking around, walls closing in, thinking he's all alone. He finally starts talking. What does he say? What do you want to say? You know, Rocky, I can sit there and I can feel that you are feeling something. I can see that you're emotional. Why aren't you taking this chance to at least express remorse? Maybe today you're not ready to talk about the whole ugly story, but at least say you're sorry. For what? For what? You're an animal. Now, if you speak Mandarin, Cantonese, something like that, hit us up at uh, recordinformarder at gmail.com and let us know what the fuck he's saying. Because I'm curious. I'm sure some of you are too. So after nine hours, he is charged, changed into a white jumpsuit, what looks like a fucking plastic jumpsuit, transported to jail. Not once saying shit, really. To save you the time, if you're if you're waiting for like me, he just he doesn't say shit because 
like I said, you, the interrogation video goes on. You're just like, all right, he's going to admit to it. He's going to admit to it. But he never does. He just, I have nothing to say. Rocky Rambo, why non-com, appears in court when charged with two counts of first-degree murder of Richard Jones and Diana Maud Jones. He pleaded not guilty. Silent Rambo finally spoke in court, admitting to killing the Joneses in full detail. However, he said he didn't know why he killed them and also said they didn't know why he didn't kill the passerbyer outside the house afterwards. You know, the lady that was walking by, he waited before he got in the Ma Jones car and drove off. The defense, the defense tried to push that Rocky Rambo believed he was living in a video game and or that video games had something to do with it. Because for 15 hours a day, he played violent video games, such as Skyrim, which I like Skyrim. I think it's pretty fun. Rocky claimed he suffered from a mental disorder that caused, again, video games. The prosecution, Daniel Mulligan, cross-examined Rocky about the excessive stabbings, saying he was trying to inflict pain and saying, quote, Well, you certainly weren't trying to cause him to die by cutting his legs off, were you? Unquote. Rocky responded by saying, quote, Oh, I just kept stabbing and at some point I wondered why. He wasn't going to die. I go back to living room and pick up the hatchet and attack him in the neck. Unquote. There's a lot of button talk in this trial, as in video games, those kind of buttons. And I think one, of the, one thing is for certain, there's a language barrier, and it definitely didn't help him out. Mulligan suggested Ma Jones reminded Rocky of his mother, because apparently Rocky hated his mother. But Rocky said Ma didn't. Rocky's lawyer stood on that Rocky was in what is called a gaming conscience, and Dr. Shin testified that he may have been in an altered state or a fantasy while killing. But the cross-examination of Rocky, I believe, because of the language barrier, crumbled all that shit. And so we're clear, I'm not defending Rocky at all. Fuck that dude. I'm just saying, English isn't his native language. The judge said, quote, it is my opinion that little, if any weight been given, to Dr. Shin's opinion that Mr. Cobb may have been in a gaming conscience at the time of the attacks, which may have affected Mr. Cobb's ability to understand the consequences of his actions. Unquote. On July 28, 2020, Rocky Rambo donning an orange jumpsuit and a face mask was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder. Those sentences come with Automatic life sentences, with no chance of parole for at least 25 years, served back to back. Here's a clip from the Crown Prosecutor. Well, that's not the result we were hoping for, but it's clear that Madam Justice Jerome carefully considered the law and the circumstances. And the important thing to remember is that Mr. Cam has been sentenced to life in jail with no parole for 25 years. So it will be 2042 before he can apply for parole. And as Madam Justice Jerome pointed out, there's no guarantee that he will get parole. No guarantee, you Rocky Rambo, that you'll get parole. You got a ways, a little time to think about what you've done. And I wonder, is he going mad right now? Do they let him play video games? Because if not, I'm sure he's fucking losing his mind. That wraps up 
Big Trouble in Little Vancouver. Little public service announcement. Video games are bad, okay? They're alright. But it, like anything, enjoy moderation. Don't spend 24-7. Allow, allow yourself some time for some socializing. Even with the times we're in, I think we can all see how that it can affect us. And it's easy to go into a dark, dark place. Again, if you want to support the show, rate us on Apple Podcast. Five fucking stars, homie. Give us a nice little review. Write something something good. Just oh, just be like, I love the sound on the podcast when Ryan smashes his feet in a big Costco jar of mayonnaise. Or something. Again, we're not trying to tell you what to write. Just give you a little inspiration. And if you want to support us even further, get you better quality content so I can spend less time sucking dick on the streets and instead researching and recording better quality content. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Requiem for a Murder. There's a lot of different options on there for you to support us. And if you don't, that's cool too, but the minimum, please rate us. Thanks for joining us on Requiem for a Murder. One thing I learned from the nine hours of interrogation video is that the police are not allowed to lie. That's right. I know most, maybe all of us have heard, and if you ask that if you ask a cop, like say an undercover cop trying to sell you a bag of weed or maybe some pussy, you ask, yo, are you a fucking cop? They have to tell you they are a cop if they are indeed a cop. The interrogator says so. That that uh, hey Rocky Rambo. I can't lie to you. Cops are not allowed to lie. So keep that in mind that, that they're not allowed to lie. So remember that. It might save you from an awkward situation or might get you into deep trouble. Until next time, bonjour bino. Bye.